0: Hello, and welcome to Nostalgia Marcana. I'm your host, Doug Leaf. Each episode of this podcast, we'll look back on the movies, TV, games, people, and phenomena that we still love talking about all these years later, and ask ourselves why these bits of pop culture still enchant us today. This week, we'll be revisiting...
1: I think it's time for me to check my emails and let's see if this was from a female. Dear Strong Bad,
0: if you want to feel really freaking old, this is the 20th anniversary of HomestarRunner.com. Oh, 20th anniversary? Gee,
1: I'm really falling apart here. If you were to do a podcast for your
0: 20th anniversary, what would it sound like? <laughs> Sincerely, Doug L- from California. <laughs> Well, this is the beginning of me doing a whole bunch of annoying as F voices to commemorate (laughs) Homestar Runner, a Matroyshka doll of inside jokes masquerading as an Internet cartoon. Um, And we're going to get into all the ins and outs of this very weird little uh, slice of the early 2000s. But to do it with me, I'm not doing it alone. Uh, He is uh, the cheat to my strong bad. Uh, Please welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> rich Baker,
1: oh thanks for having me Doug leaf oh this is real nice
0: <laughs> we're gonna be very annoying with voices today <laughs> um, so yeah. uh rich obviously both of us love doing voices we're gonna be pigs and shit uh-huh. for this episode um yeah. but uh i we both uh were talking recently about our love for homestar runner so uh so why don't you start off by talking about why you wanted to do this
2: so uh I I only lived on campus for four semesters but uh, and only one of them was in like a dorm dorm right but in that one semester in the dorm I have so many memories and I think the background to every single memory in that dorm was com. I remember like first week in the dorm some guy was like you got to check this out and we're like check what out and he's like just watch And we're watching a video on a computer, which was not a thing. You know, it was pretty rare that you would see, like, video on the internet in, like, 2002. You know, you could find it, but it took forever to upload and all this stuff. And this was a whole website just filled with these little cartoons. And we would watch them in different people's dorms. We would do the voices to each other, quote them to each other. It was just, like, I remember college and Homestar are, like, intertwined for me.
0: Yeah I'm just slightly older than you are so I believe I was I had just graduated uh mm. college when this came along in uh in 03 and I remember um one of my uh friends in our uh improv group just saying you've got to watch this go watch one of these yeah and what was great about it is that you know the longest Homestar Runner cartoon is maybe 6 minutes long but most of them are in the format of this character, which we'll get into all the characters, but Strong Bad answering emails from the audience. Yeah. And most of those are like between two and three minutes. Yeah. So it was incredibly bite-sized, and that made it you know very addictive to watch a bunch of them in a row, or you could just pick up and watch one and then come back to it later. There was no real continuity to speak of. So it was just like, like here, have a little microdose of comedy... Uh, and and get on with your day and it it is a funny show. This feels almost like the ultimate you had to be there because <laughs> it's very hard to you know explain to people why it's funny. I think you need to really watch a lot of it and kind of settle in to yeah. like you have to meet it on its wavelength and yeah. it's vibe or it just looks like nonsense
2: yeah i I, I have no idea if uh, you know. If a, in an alternate timeline, a version of me that never saw Homestar, if I watched it for the first time in 2023 would actually like it, I'd probably go, okay, this is weird. But because it hit me when it hit me and, you know, for people who aren't old, this came out before YouTube. So it wasn't like you just had a whole, like a channel on the internet where you could just go watch videos. I mean, like if you found Homestar Runner, you found you know, hours worth of footage of, of these cartoons that you just didn't have, ac- you know, unless you're watching televisions for a certain time for a certain show, you didn't have access to it.
0: Yeah, and there was nothing like this because the the nascent kind of nature of the internet in the early 2000s, I mean, yes, the internet had been around since the 90s, but the advent of flash animation, which is what this is, this is a flash yeah cartoon Mm. did a lot to democratize animation which would normally be such a time intensive and labor intensive process to animate anything that that would really be a gatekeeper that like only you know studios with lots of money could animate stuff and you know maybe someone like you know like trey parker and matt stone could make uh, a south park short with construction paper yeah, in their basement, right? It's a stop motion. Basically, took them a year. <laughs> right, it took them a year to do it. Um, and flash animation essentially allows you to sort of do what South Park does. You you sort of uh, create these cutouts, these you know individualized shapes, mm-hmm. and you can move them around and command them. And I was never you know someone who got good at doing this. Yeah, but you could see that like this. This was developed by a team of two people. Yes. and that's all it took to create hours and hours of this footage. Yeah. The brothers chaps. Yeah. Right. Matt and Mike Chapman uh, yeah. are the brains behind this. And I know one of them is more the creative and the other is more the technical. I can't remember which is which. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, that aspect of it, right. That like, it felt like um a, a little subversive in that nature, even though it's a very clean uh, cartoon, there's like no bad words in it. You know, there's, you could show it to anybody and, and, yeah. you know, they could get it. Um, but because it was like, you know, again, this feeling of like no one's minding the store, yeah. <laughs> the, there was this fun feeling of like, oh, they're, they're getting away with something, even though they're not really doing anything that's, you know, um, like, uh, you know, in shocking to the uh, senses.
2: Yeah. And, you know, that's, that is a good point is that it, other than, you know, other than a than a moment here or there which really are 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 pretty thin there's no real adult only content in this you know it's it's very much accessible and but it's also true absurd theater like the, it's absurdity at its highest like so much stuff just doesn't make sense it's so random you know things just happen and i think to ride that line between absurdity that adults would get like Dadaism or or Surrealism or something like that in a a way that's not full of curse words and and different things that's accessible that was is a pretty rare thing even if you expand it to TV and and movies and anything it's like you don't see this very often
0: it's very childlike the humor in it is sort of like I I feel like my kids could get it and they're very young there's something about uh, this idea of like we're just making this up as we go yeah, and it has that feeling of like all the characters are sort of you know, um, they're not three dimensional. They're they're largely they have you know one overarching character trait, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and some of them are quite a few of them are actually nonverbal. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, yet with these this fairly limited palette, they're able to create so many different situations and scenarios and use them to such great effect. It's, I think that's one of the kind of the magic tricks it pulls off because yeah. the characters are like one dimensional, um, you know, very thin. I don't even know what you call them. They're like, I think they refer to them as like animal creatures. They're not, they're sort of just shapes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Some of them don't make any sense. They're all very, very different and very random. And I love that. Like Homestar doesn't have arms and yet he like is famous for being very strong you know or whatever. <laughs> it's like so he just lifts things as if he's got these invisible arms or whatever and it's like you just take that at like oh yeah that's just part of the universe
0: right he can lift things up even though he has no arms like it it doesn't require logic in fact a lot of the fun is how it just sort of flies in the face of logic yeah and and it, you can't even tell if these characters are meant to be children or adults a lot of the time
2: yeah yeah and there's it there's definitely um uh, an ambiguity about that you know and like cuz like strong mad strong sad and uh and, and strong bad are all brothers but they don't look at all like there's no mention of a mom there's no mention you know of any it's like okay they're brothers cool like who cares
0: right why does strong sad have rhinoceros feet you know yeah. it doesn't matter that yeah. this is definitely something that does not require any kind of scrutiny and in fact kind of rejects that yeah. level of analysis like you're not gonna have fun nitpicking this it's way more fun to just sort of ride this wave that they're on yeah and and just sort of go with it um it, and i think that it's so interesting because as we both did the research it started life as a children's book yeah the home star runner enters the strongest man in the world contest a children's story by mike and craig
1: Everybody loves the Homestar Runner. He is a terrific athlete. One day his friend, Pom Pom, asked him to enter the strongest man in the world contest. The Homestar Runner agreed, and the two trained for days and days to become the strongest men in the world. On the way to the contest, another competitor, Strong Bad, made fun of them. I'm the very strongest. You guys are not very strong independently made yeah
0: yeah and they put it on the website at one point you could you could find it in the website and read it and it's just sort of it's a real straight putt yeah in a way like it's not it doesn't have the hallmarks that the cartoon would eventually come to embrace like it's pretty much just like a straightforward children's book
2: yeah yeah have you ever
0: actually read it
2: uh, yeah, I read it online. Yeah, I remember back in the day going deep diving. I was like, I want to see every video on the side. I want to see every little Easter egg and everything. You know, I don't remember all of it. I do remember that book of like, because in that book that was in the, the original children's book, that was one of the things is that Homestar could lift something really heavy, but he had no
0: arms. And <laughs> so I just remember thinking like, this is this is amazingly ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know what went into some of those like design decisions of like why does he look like that? You know, yeah. why why doesn't he have arms? Is that like a Rayman thing? If you play video games, like there's a character named Rayman. He's got feet and hands, but no arms and legs to connect oh. them. They're just they just float in space next to him, and they act just as if they were attached. Huh. Uh, but uh, again, no logic to it. It's just like, yep, that's just what that character looks like. Yeah, so that, that's what I thought of with with Homestar.
2: Yeah, and then, like, what is the cheat? You know, is it an animal? Is it a pet? Is it, you know, whatever? And it's, it never says any words. You know, like that kind of thing. And it's just, I I still love this, and I still rewatch things, uh, probably mostly for uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the sentimental value, but not. But, I mean, it is still just, like, fun to watch animation.
0: It has that feeling of, again, of, like, you know... We made this ourselves, yeah. right? That, that amateur nature of it um, is always more impressive to me in some ways than like, yes, we harnessed the entire power of the Walt Disney Animation Studios to animate something. Like there's something cool about, you know, we did this with, you know, uh, duct tape and dental floss and like, you know, lashed it together. And behold, a cartoon. Yeah. Um, we should talk a little bit about like what this thing actually is is because again it's not a cartoon with like episodes the way you think of a normal cartoon. It is there are a handful of those that are stored on the website that you could watch that was like here's a Halloween special. Yeah. You know, or or December Ween, yeah. as they would call it. And then largely this this uh segment of Strong Bad answering his emails became kind of the like, like that was the primary episodic content to the extent you would call it that.
2: Yeah. To me, I always kind of looked at it like Homestar Runner was just a universe populated by all these different characters. And, you know, any given, whether it was a Strong Bad email or a cartoon or a song or a video game or whatever it was, it was just these creators going, okay, this is our universe. These are our characters. How are we going to use them in this particular thing? Having no continuity or giving, you know, giving a shit about anything beyond it of just like, we're going to make a thing. Here's our palette. How are we just going to whip something together? You know, not and not in like they didn't put thought into it, but in like, you know, oh, these these colors go together this time. Let's try
0: it. It's very improvisational that way. Like it feels as if they must have improvised a large chunk of stuff, even if that I mean, it sounds obviously that they crafted it for the final thing but you especially with those emails of like all right well what's strong bad going to do with this email from a user right he's going to yeah. riff on it he's going to make fun of your misspellings um but that can turn into a whole thing like that generally speaking there's 11 characters in mm-hmm. this universe and they really almost never add any new characters at all yeah. most to the extent they do add new characters they're often like you know alternate universe versions of the characters that already exist like the rare example of them adding a character is there's that one email where a person is writing it about Homestar and they write Homsar
1: hi strongbad. if you hate Homsar so much why don't you kill him from Vinny C you know what Vinny you're right I'll be right back hey Homsar Oh man, Vinny, that feels so much better. Thanks a lot. Okay, so until next time, keep sending me your questions, and I will keep making fun of your punctuation and spelling. I mean, answer them.
2: Well, yeah, and that's super early on, too, right? So Homestar becomes a character real early on in the series.
3: I'm a character early in the series. <laughs> I, I, this my can of coffee.
0: <laughs> He's just like, what if Homestar was even dumber? And he already is. That's what Homsar is.
3: And
2: I mean, you know, um, to, not to be yeah. the improviser, but like the yes and concept, right? Of like, I don't know if those emails were actually from fans or what, but I mean, the email said, uh, why don't you like Hamsar so much? Which is, you know, he's treating it as a typo. So rather than go, that's not how you spell Homestar. He just goes, okay, we're going to make a new character called Hamsar, which is like a a typoed version of Homestar. Kind of looks like him, but is like clearly crossbred a few times.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of those. Uh, There's, you know, the uh, Full Hug with Gods, uh, you know, where a person is clearly just jamming on like the home row to type up uh, their name into the email. That's what they put as gibberish. And, of course, he seizes on that and it becomes a song. Yeah. Right? Um, And that that ability of the show to kind of just like take a concept and just run with it, just heighten it and and because there is no constraints, they can go in any direction they want. Yeah. And you know, again, like um, you know, hey, draw a dragon becomes this iconic Trogdor.
2: And and the, arguably their most famous thing is Trogdor. You know, and it's just like randomly, like okay, draw a dragon, and it just like
1: blew up. Oh crap! I didn't know you were doing one.
3: Oh sure, I think I've improved on your methods a bit too. I employed some Chiaroscuro shading and.
1: I'll improve on your methods! What?
3: That's not an improvement!
1: Pahahaha! <laughs> Trogdor strikes again! Trogdor! Trogdor! Trogdor was a man! I mean, he was a dragon man! still Trogdor, Trogdor, burninating the countryside, burninating the peasants, burninating all the people in the thatched roof cottages, thatched roof cottages, and the Trogdor comes in the night!
0: Yeah, to the point where, like, they referenced Trogdor on the series finale of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Like, it had that that kind of cultural penetration yeah. for, for Trogdor. Yeah. Uh, and they would come back to that and use it, you know, here and there. But they were interested... I, I, I was surprised. They actually... There's a lot of restraint for a show that, like, thrives on lots of like callbacks and inside jokes Mm -hmm. they don't go back to the same ones very often so like Mm -hmm. yes they will do a trogdor bit but like it's like you would think that with like how popular that was they would have just you know run that well dry they don't like they they still used it sparingly throughout the run of the the thing and And the impression that I
2: got um, from watching them, especially over the over the time back in the day was that I think they really like to reject you know hitting the same joke over and over because I remember you know the very first few strong bad emails he would say, holy crap, and then all of a sudden all the emails was like, crapfully yours, or something like that, and it, it, like, Strong Bad was like, apparently the only word I can say is crap, 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 you know, and it was like, it was almost like they were getting angry, like, no, we've done that joke, we're, we're moving on, we've got new jokes kind of thing.
0: Yeah, they, he would make fun of, like, he would get the same questions a lot, like, so, you know, how, how do you type with boxing gloves on? Yeah. Right, and he would just make fun of you for that, because he's like, yeah, we've heard that. 50 yeah. million times. You're not the first person to come up with it. Um I guess we should talk a little bit about what these characters are or kind of run yeah. through the roster. Yeah, let's run through the roster. Okay, so we've got Homestar. He's in theory the titular like main character, although I think Pretty quickly, Strong Bad becomes the main character.
2: Well, and in that opening video, they would all, you know, he would say, like, you know, welcome to Homestar. And then eventually Strong Bad would come and he goes, I'm the reason that you're here. And Homestar goes, it's Two. You know, it's like, no, we know Strong Bad. Like, we're called Homestar, but you're here for Strong
4: Bad. Action. Oh, hey Welcome to net. It's .com. Oh, right. net. It's dot com. Cut. Okay, this time I'm totally gonna get it. Seriously, you guys. Go ahead. We're rolling. Oh, I am Hopestar, and this is the website! Take twenty-five. Uh no. Why? Take 126. Oh hello! I'm Hopestar Waddle.
1: Isn't that great? Oh, I can't take it anymore! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to I'm a big moron who can't remember his lines dot com. No, seriously, I'm Strong Bad and you don't know it yet, but I'm the reason you're here. It's true. Check me out. No, seriously, check me out.
0: Yeah. And Homestar, uh, it doesn't. Again, these characters are very thin. His deal is that he's stupid. Yeah. And super nice. Yeah. And hilariously stupid. Like, it's it's hard to do stupid and have it be kind of funny and endearing. Like, there's very few characters who I think pull that off well. Yeah. Um. You know, your Homer Simpson's Stimpy. Um, sure. You know, they're, It's hard to do because it can it can be very alienating to the audience. To just go like, all right, come on, no one's that stupid. But because it was like stupid with like you know 25 percent random. Mm -hmm. So the things he would say would be dumb or non sequiturs or not make sense, but they would be going in these like odd directions where, you know, like, so he would repeat. So there's a Halloween episode or December ween episode where he starts talking like no matter who he's talking to, he starts asking about a witch's brew. Yeah. Right. This witch's brew concept. And he just keeps sort of saying it even when like it makes no sense in the context anymore. Yeah. And that's what I mean where it's like, it's dumb that he's like hung wrapped around the axle of this witch's brew concept, but the way it manifests is so like unexpected that it, it makes it work.
2: Yeah. And there's also, I think an element of excitement and like good nature to Homestar to where it's like, Hey, he's saying something stupid, but he's very excited about it. Like, then that one email where Strong Bad is like a, a vat of lava and he goes, stick your head in here. He goes, you got it. You know, just like, it's like, it's like yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, Homestar, you're excited about it. Yeah, and because these characters can endure impossible physical pain. Yeah. Uh, you know, they will they can do anything. They can, you know, get their heads cut off, basically, and they'll be back next week. It yeah, they're
2: old school cartoons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, So that's Homestar. Strong Bad, the, uh, again, nominal uh, antagonist. Yeah, He's really, like, what I love about him is there's a lot of, like, kind of impotent rage to him. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that, like, you know, he wants to be a villain in some respect, but he never, he's not doing anything super dastardly. It's always, like, minor yeah. mischief at best. Yeah. And name-calling, maybe.
2: Yeah. But I mean, he's snarky, and you know he's he he does get, I think, more of any character, you know, like continuity because you know he's got the Compi, the old school compact, then he's got the three eighty six, then the forty sixth, and the Lappy, and you know, like so he kind of goes through these stages where things actually change for him.
0: Yeah, but again, very limited. Like th- to the extent there's any continuity in the thing, it's only that like inside jokes will persist. Yes. So, like, once, like, Strong Bad talks about Senor Card Gage, <laughs> like, you might see Senor Card Gage again down the line. Yeah. But but they don't have, like, rich inner lives, these characters. No. So that's not happening. You nope. Know?
2: Yeah, no, one, no one's falling in love in this
0: series. <laughs> no. Uh, but as long as you mention that, we do have Homestar Runner's girlfriend, Marzipan.
2: Yep, the only the female...
0: And, and, and the only voice not done by the Chapman. By oh, the Chapman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is like the one force trying to ground this universe in anything approaching reality. Yeah.
3: Hi,
4: I'm Marzipan, and this is my guitar, Carol. Say hi, Carol. Ooh, E-scale. Nice choice. When I'm not rocking out, I like to dig in my garden and eat. I'm a fiercely independent woman, and I'm fiercely independent about the soy products that I choose. Homestar Runner and I are one hot item when I say we are. And today we are not. Boo! I like baby animals and cats and dogs. But it makes me sad to see cats and dogs in the same room together. Okay, bye! I'm off to the chinchilla protest.
0: Yay!
2: Yeah, she's she's the one that's like, No, I don't wanna do that. You know, that you know it's
0: like, Oh, okay.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, she's very granola, she's very sweet. Um, I think at one point like she does like tire of Homestar, like they joke about like why is she still with him? You yeah, know, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Which feels very much like the Stan Wendy dynamic from South Park with those two of like, yeah, they're going out in name, but you never see them like do anything, you know.
0: Romantic or anything, Yeah. You know. uh, so then we got Coach Z. Oh, yeah. Coach Z. Strong chippies, dear. Strong bid. He's just a Chicago accent. <laughs> uh, like, uh, an absurd, like, Chicago accent. You're great orb Great orb um,
2: there. Yeah, he wears a sideways baseball cap. His whole body is green. I don't know if it's a if it's a costume or that's just his body. And then he's got a Z belt buckle with no belt.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's like a Flava Flave uh, yeah. clock around his neck. And he does have this like slight hip-hop bent to him that they trot out every once in a while, which yeah. is funny.
3: Is that thing on? Hey there, oh there, I'm the coach. The coach Z, I guess you'd call me. Our plain old coach is fine, seeing as I'm the only one around. So, probably no one else would answer to that. You say... Hey, coach! And I say, Yeah? Or, That's me! Or, Hoo-ha! Any one of those. There's rumors flying around that I sleep in one of these lockers, but, uh, that's just not true. I usually crash on this bench here. My back's not in real good condition. And now I'd like to perform my hip-hop single, These People's Tried to Fade Me! I want to, I want to. Sorry, we're
0: all
4: out of tape.
0: He reminds me a little bit of, like, a Zoidberg from Futurama. Like, mm. a lot of the jokes are, like, how pathetic he is. Yeah. You know, like, out of all the characters, I think he's the one with the most just, like, even more so than Strong Sad in some ways. of just like, oh, he's pathetic and will die alone.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I will say, of all the cartoons, like, we mostly know Strong Bad, but the Great Jorb cartoon, that is, I, I kind of forgot to put that on the list, but, like, that's a great, you know, like, that's a really funny
0: one. That's an early one, a very early one, where the whole joke is that they're trying to get him to say a great job, and his accent is so absurd, he can only say, like, Great Jorb, Jorb, <laughs> yeah. Jorb, like, it's, and that's all it is. That's yep. the joke. That's the joke. Um Again, they, they will take one simple premise and then just kind of keep turning the wheel and extrapolating it until they've milked it for every possible angle, especially the like, again, these weird angles on these jokes that you would not expect. And uh, and then they're out again in like, you know, two and a half minutes. They're done. They've they yeah. used it up. Um, so that's Coach Z. Uh, we again, got strong. Oh. Go ahead.
3: I was gonna say bums,
2: but yeah, strong mad. Let's go, strong mad. Who he kind of talks. <laughs> he he has no neck, but he kind of talks a little.
0: He's just a square in you know a wrestle a purple wrestling jersey. Yeah, and he's the you know the the muscle and like you know, again another character whose bit is that he's dumb. Yeah, but you know he basically talks like this. That's it.
3: it. Oh
2: like you can't understand almost any word that he actually says. I'M STRONG man.
3: I DON'T LIKE THIS MOVIE! I LIKE THE FEAT! Um... BREAKING STUFF! Uh, okay. That's, uh... That's good then, Strong Mad. We'll go with that one.
0: Yeah, he's an anger elemental. Yeah. Um. He they don't do much with him because of that. Like he's just sort of if it's funny to like watch him break something, that's yeah. about all you get out of Strongman. Um. Bubs, since you wanted to talk about Bubs, uh, he runs their local little store
2: concessions. Bubs concessions.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it kind of has this like Funkadelic voice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, kid. Yeah, he's he's the snarky one, he's the like the opposite of Coach C.
1: I mean seriously, people, it's the nineties. <laughs>
3: Am I right? Am I left? <laughs>
1: Say Bubs, your comedy club here bears a striking resemblance to the side of your concession stand. Oh, that's rich. You know something else that bears a striking resemblance to something else? I don't know. Women can't drive! <laughs> 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 oh, let's get out of here, my bad pennies. This guy cracks me up. And
3: airline food—I mean, having a what? <laughs> yeah,
0: he's cool. Like he's, or at least he's—he's he's coded as cool. Yeah, Uh, and he's generally kind of a- aloof or kind of above all of the shenanigans that are going on. He tends to just sort of like take that in stride or not really care. Yeah. Um, I wonder. There's a character. So uh, I, again, I can't remember if it's Matt or Mike, whichever one's the creative. After this, went on to write for Gravity Falls, mm-hmm. which is I've mentioned it on this show before. It's a wonderful cartoon. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Go watch it. Um, but there's a character on that show named Sheriff Blubs, B L U B S, ah. and he kind of talks like it's not Chapman doing the voice. It's uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. But again, it's this very funkadelic voice. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. that that voice. And so I wonder if there is like a sense of like, yeah, I I want to put Bubs in this show, and he created this Sheriff Blubs character. I I could be making this up out of whole cloth. Probably, but I though, just it right? seems yeah. to, there seems to be a connection between them.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And I love, by the way, that like the Homestar actually got them jobs. Like, I think that is really cool because, like, they were doing this on spec. No one was paying them. They were just in their basement, you know, like, just like anyone. And it's it,
0: people noticed. Yeah. All the money they made was just off of merch. Yeah. Which is impressive. They sold enough Homestar merch to kind of make that viable.
2: Did you own any? Did you buy any?
0: W- one. Yeah. I had, I have the, a shirt that has uh, the flask and it says, Get ye flask. Amazing. Underneath, which is a, so the the Chapmans are definite like uh, enthusiasts of video games, yeah. especially retro stuff.
2: Yeah, especially like PC stuff.
0: Yeah, old school PC stuff from like yep. the you know late '80s, you know, text adventures and stuff. Yeah, King's and so there's Quest, a strong yeah. bad, yeah. Well, there's there's a strong bad email where he posits this concept of he talks about old school uh, video games and and text adventures, and the example he gives is you know you are in a room. And there is a flask, and you type get ye flask, and it says you cannot get ye flask. <laughs> and you just have to sit there for hours wondering why you can't get ye flask. So I have this get ye flask shirt. Love it. But again, to the way they took those things and developed them and built on them, they started making video games on the site under this yep. banner of Videlectrics, and they made a graphical Peasant's Quest adventure.
1: A real long time ago, in the peasant kingdom of peasantry, some people lived in fear. You are rather dashing. A peasant wearing short pants who returns from vacation to find his thatch roof cottage burninated. You swear revenge and embark on an incredible journey to vanquish the burninator once and for all. Peasant's Quest! Quest. From the company that made that game, Trogdor, and that game, Rabbit Algebra, comes a graphical text adventure of rather large proportions. Vitelectric's programmers have actually been hard at work bringing this epic adventure to life. Make your way through the lush 16 color landscapes of peasantry using our state of the art text commands and interface. Featuring 2-bit, mono, PC, internal speaker sound.
2: Yeah, which is definitely, and, like, know. of all the games, is the, I think, you know, the most important, like, the most memorable, the most fun.
0: And the most, like, involved, and, like... Yeah. People had to spend a lot of time coding that to make that work, right? Yeah. Um, there was also, there was the Stinko Man game, which was sort of Mega Man-ish so it was a platforming, yeah. you know, jumping and shooting type game. Mm-hmm. Um there were a bunch of they, they made some really like joke like comically lo fi games. Yeah that were like you know practically nothing. Um, yeah.
2: there was a Trogdor um uh oh no that was part of Peasants Quest, right? Where you could be Trogdor No, there was
0: a Trog there was a separate Trogdor a separate game Trogdor as well. game.
2: Okay, yeah. And then there was one where you were like a tire and the cheat was in the tire and you had to jump things and Right. They were sort of arcadey. Yeah, but they were all fun, and I mean, yeah, the amount of time that they must have put into coding those and and making them happen must have been quite intensive.
0: They must have had help doing that because yeah. not only did they have to you know create all of these games, and they all had to run within this Flash platform, yeah, that they were working off of. So yeah, I don't know what it would take to not only to to create you know a point and click adventure and then you know build that within Flash. Yeah, um, right. You know, but but they did it, and it was there. And again, it was all free, and just you know, a way of heightening a joke. Yeah. You know, again and again. Let's see, we gotten everybody. We got. To, oh, strong, we did strong sad. sad. Sure. I'm sad when I'm flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like he, it's this very sad, wispy voice. Yeah. Oh golly. <laughs> um, yeah and and he's depressed. That's that's his bit. Yeah,
2: very Charlie Brownish, yeah.
3: My name's Strong Sad and I have two brothers that like to pummel me every hour on the hour. I mostly sit in my room and listen to music and write and talk to walls or trees and wait to be pummeled. I guess I like board games more than most people. And by that I mean I like to play board games more than most people do. But by that, I also mean I like board games more than I like most people.
0: But he's also the smartest one. Like, he would make references to, like, you know, erudite things. Right, yeah. And he would be made fun of because no one would get it. Would, like in the Trogdor one, he says, you know, I applied chiaroscuro shading. Like, that's a term that no one other than Strong Sad would use on this show. <laughs> and then Strong Bad burns it up. <laughs> yeah. I said consummate fees. Answer. Um. So, okay, so that's Strong Sad. There's the cheat, which is like his little... Uh, Strong Sad is like... I'm not going to go. Yeah. A pet, you know, right-hand man, whatever you call him. There's the king of town. Yeah, who he's kind of lame. A, he doesn't do much. Like they, They don't do much with the king of town. He just... He just sort of sounds like this and blubbers around and eats a bunch of butter,
2: yeah, he's always eating things and like in- and like worried that people are you know catch him for do for eating something,
0: yeah, they don't do much with him and then, and then there's the poop Smith, who uh, you know another yeah. nonverbal character nonverbal was, yeah, he just they cut to him and he's shoveling shit, that's it and
2: that's what he does, and then there's pom pom who's homestar's best friend who was also nonverbal. <laughs>
0: That's it. It's, he just makes these, like, bubble noises.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just a bubble sound effect. <laughs> yep,
0: over and over. It, it, and he's just a big sphere, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. That's, that's your it. roster. Uh, uh, and everything they do is with combinations of these. And then there are these, like, alternate universe versions of them, which we should spend some time on, which was... I, I always loved this stuff.
2: Yeah, they were, like, a 1930s version of cartoon, or, you know, like, stylistically...
0: Yeah, there's like the Great Depression versions of these characters that are all black and white, and you know, as the setting suggests, you know, more pathetic and sad.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but but they have fun with the trope. So like Strong Bad has this big you know handlebar mustache, mm-hmm. and he's the you know the mustache twirly villain. You've got uh, I think Pom Pom becomes like Fat Dudley, and <laughs> instead of bubble noises, it's just like whoa 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> Yeah. So they find ways to like, you know, 1930 if I everybody.
3: You read that a ghost is what? I read that a ghost is here in town and there's a 27-cent reward for its capture. You said it, fat duds. We sure could buy a lot of corn pone with 27 big ones.
1: papa that the encapturement of the new apparition gone top reward of 26 and one pennies we could buy the monocle off rockefeller's very eyeball with that kind of cash
2: Ah. uh yeah and then you know they've also uh, obviously just mainly Strongbat, but you know they have like the uh the the 20 XD 6 version like the anime version of him and they have the thnica man which is kind of like a like an older strongbat, you know they've
0: so they, that's they, uh, the Snickerman's Man's Bubs, right? That's the 70s, like, here comes the Snicker Man. He just, like, walks the across Thnick-a-man. the screen.
2: Oh, is it Bubs? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's Bubs, yeah. And it's not explained what it is. It's just, they're all excited that the Snicker Man is coming. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember,
2: but there isn't, there's is like an old version of Strong Bad that's, like, got the, the mask, and he's, like, got a, like a beer belly. He's taller. That's Senior
0: Card Gauge. Senior
2: Card Gauge. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, like, like, like I said, almost all of the quote unquote new characters are just these like alternate versions of the existing characters. Yeah, pretty much. With, with the one exception of Teen Girl Squad. Teen
3: Girl is- Squad! Teen Girl Squad! Cheerleader! So and so! What's your face? The ugly one! I got a postcard. Dear the one with baggy pants. We're on spring break! We tried to call you, but we forgot. We're having way too much fun, and we'll try to remember to bring you a shell or some sand. This side has birds on
1: it. Chomp!
3: We're on vacation! It's like the fun never ends! Let's go put our stuff down by them older boys.
1: I miss video games. I miss my mom. I barely play sports. Ooh,
3: I'm too nervous. Birch. My lungs are filling up with sand. Ain't cigarette butts.
0: So this is one where again the outgrowth of a strong bad email, where yep. someone wrote in and asked to you know what it would be like you know if he would talk about their little squad of friends, and he creates this thing, and it all looks like it's drawn on lined paper from like you know grammar school. Yeah. And like doodles, these uh, cheerleader, so-and-so, what's-her-face, and the ugly one. <laughs> and they would have their little adventures like as a cartoon <laughs> within the cartoon.
2: Yep. Yeah. They love
0: that kind of stuff.
1: So-and-so, the ugly one, cheerleader.
0: Yeah. And again, like to a lack of continuity, half the time they would like die gruesome deaths. Yeah. Because the joke was strong bad is just drawing this on paper yeah, and just doing whatever he feels like. You know, like like he would doodle in the margins of a trapper keeper.
2: Which, which probably isn't that far off from how the chap brothers like felt about doing it themselves, like, oh we're just doodling here in, you know, in in
0: Flash. Yeah. So if you know, if uh so and so gets killed by arrows, you know, or you know, possums, yeah. Uh just eat her. Then whatever, it doesn't matter. She'll be, she'll die. She'll be back again. They're, they're doodles. Nothing can happen to them. Yeah. Uh, so we have that. Then there's also the cheat commandos. Which oh, I get, forgot which about the like the cheat
2: d- commandos. Yeah, that, that was a game too. I think.
0: It might have been. Yeah, it was like a GI Joe riff. Yeah. Where uh, they were, the cheat commandos. I loved their names. Like, oh, what the, were they? Oh God, there's so many of them. But there, there was like my favorite one is like the leader is like gun haver. Because <laughs> he has a, he has a gun, so he's the one. He, so he's gun haver. Um, there's Ripburger Nice, uh, you know, they're all, they're like very GI Joe names. And then there's one that's just Reynolds, which is oh, the guy with a tie. Course. Yeah, uh, I don't really. I
2: rem- I vaguely remember the Cheat Commandos, but I don't. That one was obviously one that did not stick
1: with me. Cheat Commandos, rock, rock on. Cheat Commandos, only from Cheap as Free Toys. Collect them all! Fight Guard, Krakotage, Silent Rip, Firebird, Gun haver, Flash Fight, Rip Burger, Foxface, reinforcements, and Reynolds. And don't forget new Cheat Commandos vehicles and playsets. There's the troop carrier, the troop transport, and the action figure storage truck. Then take the action even further with Reynolds' Apartment Extreme playset. Oh, I really need to go grocery shopping. I wish my girlfriend didn't leave me. All new Cheat Commandos from Cheapest Free Toys. Cheat Commandos, rock, rock on. And now, tune in weekdays for Cheat Commando Adventures on the inside of your TV. Those loonies are going to blow up the ocean.
3: We'll blow up
1: the ocean. Quick, everyone, to the action figure storage vehicle. Cheat Commandos is an elite fighting force, sworn to protect the world from the evil forces of blue laser. Crush the Cheat Commandos! And each is soul separately. I just hate you so much! Cheat Commandos. Rock, rock, all are probably battling evil by all our play sets and toys.
4: Weekdays at 4.30.
0: They go up against Blue Laser, which is you know their Cobra equivalent. We're going to blow up the ocean. Like he does a very like <laughs> Cobra Commander voice for it. Nice. Uh so that that is like kind of the again, that's the palette we're working on. Yeah. And they use that to such great effect. To like, again, not only do they create all of these emails, you get all of these companion video games and songs too. They actually wrote a fair number of songs. Yep. And again, they would come up with, like, fictional bands within this world as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, is it, is it Strong Bad's band? Who is Limousine?
2: Limousine. Like kind of, I forgot about that one. Yes.
0: Like a hair metal band? Yep. the cheat would do all these like uh well that was another one like there's like another version of these characters or the versions of them as the cheat draws them which is like extremely rudimentary and that's just sort of the joke that they're i mean they don't talk right in those versions either it's like "Eh, i am homestar like they just have these like sad weird voices uh,
2: yeah uh, and you know, I love that they play with that of like, what would what if our characters drew our characters? What would they look like? What would they sound like?
0: And the answer is, it, you know, like it's like they have fun with like just how amateurish can we make this look? Yeah, uh, and it's pretty funny <laughs> that they're just that you know, they like do stuff with the flash animation that is you know, like they sort of just devolve into a series of like blobs and then we'll like move over to this side of the other side of the screen and then reform into the yeah. character like that kind of like you know the stuff you do when you don't either like hey it's just fun to do this in, in the animation or like I can't remember how to make the character go from one side of the screen to the other so yeah, this so is what's sh- happening
2: <laughs> so we're just gonna do it this way yeah. do you remember the uh I, I, I forgot about this until we were talking about it, but um there was there was a character or or at least it was a product in the universe it was like a, a marshmallow guy that had like a bite taken yes. out of him
0: yeah it's like was it fluffy fluffy Stuffy puff or, or something like that, yeah 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 that's right the moon yeah because um, <laughs> they would do those commercials for them
1: greetings fellows, I'm Mr. Schmallow. have you grown low of ordinary confections? has the sugar shack left you out in the cold? <laughs> Look lively in today's go-get-em lifestyle with Fluffy Puff Air Puffed Sugar Delights! Each delight is hand-puffed with a blend of only the finest airs. Air puffing is surely the future of eating delicious foodstuffs. Mr. Bossman wouldn't settle for much less. Add open flames to create a flavor taste that'll send you to the moon!
3: Air Puffed Sugar Delights!
1: That's right, the moon. Enjoy Fluffy puffed, Air Puff, Sugar Delights. Hand puffed at the factory in New, fluffy puff, 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 <laughs> factory in New <laughs> fluffy puff, Air Puff, Sugar Delights. Hand puffed at the factory in New Fluffy Puff, Air Puff, Sugar Delights. Hand puffed at the factory in New Look lively.
3: Look lively. <laughs> that monster's gonna give me nightmares.
0: Uh, I remember one of them was like in the 1936 mode. Yeah. Commercial for them. Yeah. Schmallows. Or something, Schmall- like <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah, that was a, they did a couple of those. They had that, that product that would show up here and there. All kinds of like just weird, again, so many running gags. Yeah. Or it's almost, you can't even call them running gags. They're just like these things that show up over yeah. and over again. But uh, but still judiciously, right? Like, they don't overuse any of this stuff.
2: Yeah, no, they're really good about not beating a joke too hard. And especially, you know, as, as popular as Trogdor came, you know, like, they could have just, like, done a whole Trogdor universe and probably, you know, gotten rewarded for it because of its popularity. But at the same time, they were like, nah, we're going to do a video game and uh, we're not really going to mention Trogdor too many more times after that.
0: Right. Right. Again, it shows up very, very rarely because I think there's something like 200 or so strong bad emails, maybe a few more than that, mm-hmm. Um, which is not as many as you think when you remember they're all, you know, maybe two minutes long. Yeah. The other thing that the Flash animation allowed for, which is a big part of it, was, was this feeling of like secrets and Easter eggs where, yes. like, you know, after the email would end – the email would, you know, Strong Bad would finish, whatever would happen. This uh, piece of paper would come down from the top of the screen. That was, like, the indication of, like, it's over. Mm-hmm. And then you sometimes you would just sit around and do nothing for a while, and then something would happen. Yep. Sometimes you would move your mouse over something, and you would notice, oh, I can click on that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes this would even happen in the middle of the episode or something, and you'd click on it, and you'd be rewarded by being taken to, you know, another a bonus scene or you know, a game or something would happen. Um, So you can watch these on YouTube. They're all there, but it, it, you lose that really, really unique aspect of, of flash animation that allowed you to feel like you felt like you discovered something when that happened.
2: Yeah, because as you said, not every email had it. So like it was always you'd watch an email and you'd be like, OK, I'd move my mouse around. I'd sit there at my computer and wait for a minute. I'm like, what is anything going to happen? And sometimes it would and sometimes it wouldn't. But on the YouTube versions of them, you know, it's just like whatever videos of like the Easter eggs are inevitably going to happen after it because, you know, this is the way they are played out. But I love that sometimes. You couldn't click on anything. It would just—you'd have to wait. It was like those secret tracks on CDs back in the days, where they wouldn't list the track, and it would just like let it play. It was like,
0: oh, this is fun. They would also use this to great effect in terms of just the design of the website itself. Yep. So when you were on the home page, you know there'd be, you know, usually Home Star on the right. Sometimes mm-hmm. it'd be a different character, but usually Home Star. And then you'd got these buttons for you know strong bad emails, you know cartoons, whatever's up there. It's like maybe characters, yeah, yeah, that's right. And so you would when you'd move your mouse over tunes, you'd hear Homestar go Dunes games characters. Yep. But they then started implementing different, you know, like filters basically on this where it's like oh. So instead of it being Homestar, it's the 1936 Homestar. Yep. And everything is, you know, there's little animations to go along with it. And now we're doing it in this style or with this. Oh, it's it's Homestar instead of Homestar. And everything's weird and stupid, right, as you move over the the different buttons. And again, it just made the experience kind of come alive. Yep.
2: Uh, You know, there there were a bunch of them, and I'm sure – there there was plenty that I loved, but for some reason, the one I always remember is when I sent you his frat party, because, you know, he's like, described this whole frat party in the email, and then the, the Easter egg was him singing a song, he's like, and then you can get the guy with the acoustic guitar and kind of long hair to play, you know, and so then you hear this song of Strong Bad, go, circles, I'm spinning you around, and circle and it was just this silly song and I remember mean, it was one of the most satisfying easter
0: eggs they are masters of tropes and genres so when they would do something like that and they would say like okay we're gonna play the you know, this is the the song that the ass hat at the frat party does when he pulls out his acoustic guitar to to lure unsuspecting women to his lair yeah, because that's what it's for. Yeah. Um. If you were that guy in college, fuck you. Uh. But I played piano and it was useless. But the the point was you couldn't envision a better song than something like "The Circus and the Ages" because it's nonsense. <laughs> right. It is. It is just you know the the lyrics are like garbage, nonsense. Yeah. But it sounds poetic, and it's like yeah. this perfect. They would perfectly distill a concept like that down to something that was like in 20 seconds you got it yeah right you got exactly what that is and they would do this over and over and over again so well um you know again like so the the stinko man stuff this 20 xd seconds yeah which was them their riff on you know making fun of anime yes in particular very like dragon ball z yeah
1: you gotta have the blue hair you <laughs> got that blue hair,
0: and my mouth is real tiny when it's closed, real big when it's open,
1: ridiculously huge when it's open. Yeah,
0: and but from there they would then go on to show you a little bit of this stinko man ch- uh, uh, cartoon. With it had all of a sudden it had a theme song. You know, and the, he would have all this stuff about you. Are you asking for a challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they yeah. would change the, vo- and they they would comment on the fact that the voices would be different. Yeah. And again, it was like, how do we distill anime down to its like most ridiculous core components? Yeah. And that's what they would they would deliver you that. Like it was like this like laser focused form of parody.
1: Then there's my mouth, real tiny when it's closed. Ridiculously huge when it's open. Then you basically just put me in space and make me fly around in cool poses. They probably have somebody else do their voices.
4: Hey, Stinko Man. Everybody says you're the guy, but... I wanna be the guy too! No way! You're just a kid! Maybe when you're older. Ha 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 ha! Fan Fan is fat! Ha 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 ha! He fell on you! Ha ha ha! He's a good
1: bear! Challenge, <laughs> apology, apology Japanese cartoons are w- <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> excuse me Japanese cartoons are weird, man
2: yeah, and I mean it was it was so you know my head would be a little beaten, my boots way cooler, you know, <laughs> then you just put me in cool pl- poses with music behind it
0: <laughs> and what you just described first of all, you're quoting it verbatim, but that is what I'm talking about when I said like it's got this like kind of a. Ch- childlike quality to it yeah. because that's very much like i'd have the most awesome boots and i fly <laughs> through the air Like that's very like you know there's something very you know like a 10 year old would be excited about this
2: yeah absolutely
0: uh, and and there's something about that that feeling of like you combine that with the like we just made this ourselves animation and then this you know very childlike enthusiasm for the subject matter or that plays out through the characters and their Attempts to emulate basically grown-up stuff. Yeah. And uh, it it makes the whole thing kind of work. Like, this is that vibe that you have to sort of, you know, tune into to make the show funny to you.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so I have two questions for you. I'll start with... Yes. Do you have a favorite email?
0: Huh. A favorite email. Well, definitely the anime one is, uh, is an all-timer for so me. good. Because... There's so much that goes on it because it starts with, you know, I, you know I'm going to go into anime and he takes it all the way to, you know, again, where it's like there's the they get the theme song and it like the whole like aesthetic like goes into this like black and white, almost like checked drawing yeah. in freeze frame that you would get for the credits of a show like that. Hell and yeah. the, I think the theme song is just something like fighting and challenge and challenge and fighting for raw. <laughs> And they do doobie it, doobie and, doobie 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 doobie. and it finishes, and then you get back to Strong Bad typing his email, and then it happens again, like they like yeah. it. That goes into the same aesthetic, and he's and you hear like Strong Bad singing the song now. Yeah. Um. So like they they do so much with that, and then to have them kind of keep reusing the twenty XD six, which the the XD. So it's the year two zero X six. Which is, a, again, a nod to Mega Man, which those games take place in the year 20XX. Yeah. Um, And so they they didn't just do that once, right? They would go back to this anime version of the character and, yet again, judiciously not overdo it. Like, it was just enough so that whenever it came back, you're like, oh, man, the, the anime stuff. This is fun. Yeah. But, you know, we're going into this mode for a while. Uh, but it never overstayed its welcome. So that's, uh, that's one of my favorites. Do you have a favorite?
2: Oh, it's absolutely up there. But uh, I think my favorite is uh, Hurt Your Friends, which is, you know, it would only be funny to you if you were already very familiar with the universe. Because the email is just like, what's up? You are
1: awesome. I like it most when you hurt your friends, Andrew.
2: And like that's the whole email. And then there's just this beat and he goes, Andrew, this
1: is the greatest email I've ever
2: received let's get to work. And it's just a montage of every single character and strong bad doing or attempting to do something harmful to them. And then it comes back and it's just like, I I've probably rewatched that one like a hundred times.
0: Yeah. There's so many, uh, there's so many memorable ones. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, cause I went down a rabbit hole researching for, for this episode and like all of a sudden you're like, I remember this. I remember yeah. it's like, it's you know barely a hundred and twenty seconds, and yet you're like I remember this vividly now. Like, mm-hmm. you know you know I I can quote random bits, and you'll be like, oh yeah yeah, I never ever ever wrote a song about a Sibi. Like yeah. what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, and it's certainly to anyone listening to this episode who has not seen it, nonsense. Yeah, but you know yet it like connects if you if you watch that episode. That it, it, it like I said, this is the you had to be there. Yeah. Really, to get some of this stuff. Oh, but you had a second question. What My second question second is: question? Did
2: you ever try an email home or email Strongbed?
0: Ooh, I might have. Um, yeah. I don't think it ever got turned into anything, but I, I probably did. But they got thousands and thousands. Of I'm sure but they did.
2: Is. I sent him the same email over a hundred times.
0: <laughs> just hoping it wouldn't get it
2: because I, I didn't want to think of a hundred different premises that were good because i wanted to like okay i i thought of what i thought was would be a good premise i'm like i'm just gonna you know odds are they just pick randomly so i'm just gonna send the same email over and over and over and to my knowledge it never got picked uh and i always wondered were they actually getting real emails from fans or were they writing their own emails and i i have no idea i don't know if you found that out in your research or not but
0: i did not i assume they're real only because the way they're written it, it it does it seems like it would be difficult to tr- to like generate one of these if you tried fair you know it would it would come off as fake especially the ones that are like you know based off of like oh shit he made a typo uh yeah. and this typographical error is now going to be the entire focus the of entire the thing, thing. Yeah. yeah that that's hard to i think believably fake yeah. And why bother faking it? They already had, they were getting, like I said, thousands of emails. Sure. And they yeah. were thriving off of interacting with their fans. So I'm sure that they, you know, they would want to pick real ones for that. Do you have a favorite non-email yeah. cartoon?
2: Oh, uh, I think, I think it's the one I, the pumpkin carved Naval, uh, is probably my favorite, uh, uh, like just straight up. Oh, the cartoon. witch is blue. The witch is blue. blue. Yeah. Yeah.
4: All right, coach. What do you got for me? Check it out, yo. Cool. A W. What's that supposed to stand for? Witch's Brew? No, no, no. It stands for the woo thing. Code Z. Are you a posel?
3: Nah, man. I'm down.
4: Down with second to last place. Ding. Oh, brother. What do you make of this guy to cheat? <laughs> I know. Me too. What do you have to say for yourself, little man?
3: I'm the ghost of Christmas pears.
4: Wow. You've set a new standard for last place. You don't get a ding.
3: And I'll with you.
4: What you got here, Marzipan? I didn't want to kill mine, so I just left it on the vine. What for? So you could, like, use it in a witch's brew or something? Um, I don't know what that means. Anyway, I wrote a song about it. I left it on the vine. I left it on the line. I mean, I left Not it Not necessarily. Last place. Ding! Homestar, I'm breaking up with you.
2: I, I loved all the Decemberween ones because the costumes were always, like, somewhat, some of them I knew and some of them I had to, like, learn what they were. And I'd go on the internet and, like, who is this guy that they're talking about? And, like, I learned a lot of pop culture from their knowledge of pop culture.
0: Yeah, that was always fun. In fact, I think at the end of those they would usually have just a screen that yeah. you you could see all of the characters and it would show you like who they're supposed to be. Exactly. And yeah. it was it was a lot of them were like, "Oh, what a great idea for a costume." Yeah. Like they're they're so I mean, some of them are very obvious um, you know, they're like vampires or whatever, but there's sure. some where it's just like I'm trying to remember what some of them are now. Well, one of them,
2: Homestar, dressed up as the lead singer from ACDC, whose name I don't recall offhand.
0: Uh, Oh, no, he's uh, not the singer. He's uh, Angus Young, the guitarist. Oh,
2: Angus Young. I'm sorry. The the guitarist.
0: Right. He's the one in the schoolboy outfit.
2: Right, and at this point in my life, I didn't know who Angus Young was, so I remember looking at that and going, oh, that's who it is. One of them was dressed up as Captain Lou Albano, who I don't know if you remember
0: from our childhood. I know him as Mario from the Super Mario World. Exactly, Super that's Show. where I
2: know him from, too, 100%. But, like, they had so him he was dressed up in his wrestling thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot of that. stuff. it was like, like they were very visually distinctive, like iconic things. Like if you knew it, you'd you know what it was. If you
2: knew it, you knew it. And like I remember Coach yeah. Z one time was Kid from Kid and Play.
0: Right. Again, feeding into his like weird hip hop stuff. These people tried to fade me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> do you have a non-email favorite cartoon?
0: Oh man, uh, probably the, uh, the it's the one where they do. Twenty XD six versus nineteen thirty six. Ah, yeah. Where you have the nineteen thirties home star fighting, quote unquote, with uh, with uh, the anime strong bad stinko man. Yeah. Um, There's something very funny about watching those two worlds collide. Yeah. uh, Because they wouldn't do that as often. They would. They usually be in like one mode or another. Um. So combining those two was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. yeah, Two great tastes that taste great together. Uh, and then of course the ballad of the sneak The ballad which of i the listened snake. to yeah i listened to that thing a million times which is a, a, again 1930s uh song about the sneak which is the 30s version of the cheek uh, the cheat and it's just this like barbershop quartet Sort of ragtimey number about him.
1: Yep. If you've got a caper, then you know who to call. It's the sneak. It's the sneak. Who's the dapper swindler out of
3: Tammany Hall? Oh. It's the sneak. That charming little Watson, who's the strongman's
1: greatest pal? It's the sneak! It's the sneak! Who did the
0: hully gully on the Panama Canal? Do a do It's the sneak! And they just name check like '30s things, like he did the hully gully on the Panama Canal. Like it's very, it's like here's just a list of '30s references. But I kind of, I just kind of that that that's a bullet straight to my heart. Cause I'm just a nerd like that. So yeah, uh, that one stuck with me too. I'm sure I'd heard that one before, but until you sent it to me, but I really didn't
2: remember that one. And I was like, Oh yeah, I could see how this one would be just like, it's, it's still stuck in my head.
0: <laughs> I think I've watched it five times this week. Nice. It's, nice. Just, it's like, oh, I for, oh, earworm, you're back. I yeah. missed you.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: so, uh, Richard, we're coming up on time here. So what do you think it is about Homestar that people still just love all these years later? Like, why are we still talking about Homestar?
2: You know, it was, I, I think it was true artistic expression by a couple of guys who just had reckless abandon with their creativity. And we, we never see, you know, anything you see on TV has been vetted through a hundred producers and networks and all this stuff. And we still get good things, but rarely if ever on tv do we get something that feels like oh they're taking a risk every single time they're not they're not sitting on their laurels they are just trying something brand new and it doesn't always work not every one of them's hilarious but it just it's raw expression in this weird colorful cartoon silly voice kind of way and i just like i still as an artist respect all the work they did and how unique it was
0: yeah, I think you hit on something that is really the the key to unlocking Homestar's popularity, which is, yeah, you're getting this raw, unfiltered version of the Brothers Chaps' comedic sensibilities. There yeah. is no one there to tell them no. Yeah. And because of that, you are getting a very unique vision of these characters that are it is sort of like we've we've described them a little bit, but it almost feels like something like the Muppets. Very much where, Muppet-like. Yeah. They're just like, okay, we've got this colorful band of people. We all know what each of their deals is. And then every comedic situation after that is just different, you know, combinations uh, of these characters in different situations. And, you add on top of that the fun of like, again, like the genre stuff, like, you know, hey, we're going to do this Great Depression style or we're going to do this like they're all doodles, right? These sort of rudimentary yeah. doodles. And it, it was amazing how much mileage they could get out of that. But again, you yeah. felt like, again, because there's no filter between the creator and the audience, you felt like you were really in on something with them yeah Uh, and and it was again that's very rare to experience in any artistic medium really there's usually someone you know gatekeeping that stuff to some degree and curating it and he was just like hey here's just what we think is fucking funny this week
2: and honestly like uh as as, i'm i'm the world's biggest fan of, of trey parker and matt stone but i think that the brothers chaps Are exactly in that same level they just didn't have the backing you know of a comedy central or whatnot but like that that ability to write music play with genres cultural references like all their comedy to me is just as effective as south park it's not it's not the same genre of course but it's that same sensibility of just like fuck any kind of like expectations you have because we're not going to meet them
0: yeah uh, well, I think that's a great place to, to start wrapping things up. Um, Rich, uh, if people want to find you, where do they find you?
2: At Rich Baker Coaching on Instagram and Facebook or www.richbakercoaching.com.
0: And, of course, you can go see Rich live at the West Side Comedy Theater. So go find him there if you're in the L.A. area. Please go watch him. Um, to do a little admin on our side, of course, uh, if you like the show, please rate it, review it, all that jazz. Um, if you want to talk to us, please tweet feedback to us at NostalgiaPod on Twitter or go to nostalgiamarcandum on Instagram and find us there. And please do follow us on Instagram because as I've been plugging, I'm now doing little bonus reels, just two, three minutes of uh, extra content to go with each episode. So you'll find that stuff all on our Instagram page. Uh, so if you have thoughts on our recent episodes, which include, uh, Adventures in Babysitting, Gargoyles and uh, what was before that? The Beatles. Uh,
2: gosh, Don't tell Mom um, the Babysitter's dead. Don't tell Mom the
0: Babysitter's dead. Those are our recent ones. Uh, coming up next, I believe, is Superman the Movie with Ooh. our returning guest, Ken Cole. Nice. Really excited to have him back. So, uh, to talk a little sugar about Christopher Reeves, because that's that movie, and that performance are just legendary. Brilliant. So, um, really excited to cover that, and I know I've been promoting doing Batman 89, but uh, Superman got there first, and uh, we still want to do the Batman episode, so that'll happen eventually. And um, we got Rocky in the mix coming up soon, I think, we have to schedule that, Ooh, nice. and uh, we're going to be doing uh, a special episode for the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park, so uh, look for that coming up, but uh, will hopefully release on the actual day of The 30th anniversary, so uh, good stuff coming down the pike. I uh, hope you enjoy it, and uh, until next time, that is one more entry in and the, the nostalgia arcana.
1: Ah, really right Beautiful, <laughs> where am I? Is,
4: is this song really in G? <laughs> well, I'll just uh, put these pants on comes the snicker man. oh snicker man it's the snicker man here comes the snicker man here comes the snicker there goes the snicker here comes the snicker there
3: goes the snicker here comes the snicker, comes the snicker man yeah shut up kid Get up town fuck you up. Funky, I said, come on
1: for ho- guys. I said, come on for ho- guys. I said, for ho- guys. Said, come, on, come on, come on, come on, come on for, ho- guys. Come on for ho- guys. I see you jocking me. I said, come. For hobo guys, I say come on for hobo guys. Everybody to the limit, everybody to the limit, everybody come up for hobo guys. I say come on for hobo guys, I say come on for hobo guys. Everybody to the limit, who's that? It's to the limit, everybody come up for hobo guys. Come on for hobo guys. I see you jocking me, trying to play like you know me. I'm like, come on for hookah, guys. Say, come on for hookah, guys. Everybody to the limit. The cheat is to the limit. Everybody come on for hookah, guys. Say, ooh, ah, uh, for ho guys. Say, ooh, ah, uh, for hookah, uh, guys. Who's that for ho guys? Who is that for guys? I don't know who it is, but it probably is for guys. I asked my friend Joe, I asked my friend Jake, they said it was for Hoagawa guys. I said, come on for guys, Say come on for guys. Who's to the limit? Say me, said, I'm to the limit, everybody come on for guys. Come on for guys. Man, for hoga guys, you're just making yourself look worse, you know? I mean, everybody's just going to feel sorry for you. I do. Now that's what I'm talking about. That was amazing. I mean, you I I Take it up. I'm buying you a pizza.